When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When an independent study shows a bunch of bots liking your tweets, that's a monster pop. Hey, everybody. I am Reclaim Joey, former professional wrestler and Twitch streamer. I am flanked by Mr. D Straight. How you doing this week, man? Yo, dude, I'm doing okay, man. It's tax season, so I'm running around trying to dig receipts out of drawers and stuff because the last thing I want to do is have to sell my replica belt collection oh in order God. to pay this bill. <laughs> is that is that how you want to be introduced, uh, fucking wrestling fan? Oh, man. Call, I, I don't know, I got man. It. Just call me an asshole I, no, from Texas. I'll call, I got or it. Or from Memphis, whatever. Here's your, new, here's your new moniker. Student of the game, D straight. Okay, man. There we go. That'll work. That'll work there for now until we come up with something good. Yeah. I don't know. The replica belt collection? Yeah. Yeah, maybe little, you should little, say, A yeah. little marky, you know? Yeah, it's a little marky. Yeah, you know, I've got my, I've got my PCW... Uh, and I've got the uh, <laughs> Six Flags Mall parking lot title <laughs> right over here. Dang, that's and it's the replica, not even the real deal. You know, what, if I Alec? did collect replica, if I did, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> if I did collect replica belts, I would do that. I would find like sparest like indie companies that are, have been defunct for the last 15 years or so and, and try to get those. It, most of the time it would be like straight up just a actual WWE like toy belt or replica belt with like... With the name spray with like painted. yeah spray painted or like the fucking name filed off and like that's literally that's legit what most independent oh, companies have those fucking belts like that. I, you just made me sadder than I already was. I didn't think that was possible. There's one that I know like RCW used to use and like a bunch of other companies used to use and it's like a big foamy like Velcro one that you could just a bunch of people had it like I guess it was like cheap or people thought it looked yeah. cool or something but it was big and foamy and had velcro and it had like a like the earth on the front it was so bad yeah. but like so many people had it we're also flanked by actual doctor eod doctor destruction phd how you doing man doing great uh excited to talk about some violence this week both worked and not worked <laughs> oh shit some uh some deadly violence actually damn Phew. Man. What a fucking week for pro wrestling. Let's talk about some of that shit, man. Uh, you want to get into some news? Yeah, let's get into some news. So, speaking of violence, LA the LA Park family uh, were recently fired from MLW. This is an insane story. So, apparently, they were doing a, an angle with Jacob Fatu and Alex Hammerstone, and they just went out there and they started fucking shooting on... Jacob Fatu and Hammerstone. And it's actually weird to think about those guys getting shot on, but um, holy fuck. So apparently it was so bad that one of them ended up in the hospital and uh, Court Bauer fired them immediately. That's just absolutely fucking crazy. Is this, this was apparently on the 4-1 show. So it was that MLW show that was here in Dallas, right? Yeah. Holy That's shit. That's right. That was over at Gillies. We talked yeah. about it on the preview show. Man, see... Jacob Fatu is not the guy I would want to shoot on. Were, <laughs> Me they, were they were they fucked up? They had when they went out there. They had to be, dude. They had to be fucked up because I don't think there would be any beef, you know, that they couldn't put aside for a second. That's just the whole family like shot on them. That's crazy. I guess you know when you've got the whole family in on it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It was L.A. Park, L.A. Park Junior, and El Hijo de L.A. Park. So I guess it was three v two. So, and they were using like chairs and stuff like that. And, you know, I would imagine if they were uh, like catching um, Jacob and Alex off guard, like in the, or they were running out there and they were just like fucking attacking them. 
Like, you know, they're giving themselves, you're, you're giving your body to somebody, you know, Jacob and, and Alex were giving their body to somebody to, and, and trusting them. That's the trust in pro wrestling. And these guys probably just started wailing on him. There was probably no chance to fight back at first, you know? So who knows what well, was yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah. Because you don't know you're getting shot on until you get to your shot on. Yeah, right? true. And if they do a good enough job of shooting, I guess, like 3v2, then I guess like maybe you're not going to fight back as good or, or at all. Who knows? That's fucking insane to me. The big question here, I think, is can we fucking see this? Yeah. Is this, I don't, is this no. out there? The, the, I, I, yeah, it's this. weird. I was going to say, like, I'm surprised there's not like viral footage of this. I remember uh, back was it in Mexico that one guy who like threw the, like, the cinder block at the other guy's head. Like, that was all mm. over the place. Well, we're going to have to do some uh, Joey searching here in a minute, see if we can find this. I'm looking right now and like, MLW has MLW Fusion from 331. So I think they just do taping. So I don't think this is going to make air. They might have. Yeah, yeah. They might snip it. Yeah. There's no way. But I mean, they had fans there and fans are pulling out, you know, yeah. cell phone cameras. I don't know how well attended it was. It was against everything. It was against the shows, the GCW collective shows we were at. It was against the super shows and at uh, WrestleCon. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But you'd think they'd have some fan there that would have c- captured some of this footage, especially if it started to look crazy. You know, everybody's pulling out their, their cameras yeah, at, that, for sure. at that point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, have you guys ever seen like a fucking shoot or anything break out before? Only in, you know, in classic examples. You know, you've got uh, nobody taters me. Yeah, the nobody you know, taters me. The fucking me. Stan Hansen moment. Yeah. But uh, Also, the, the, the uh, Antonio Noki versus Great Antonio. That's a famous one. Does like an Ultimate Warrior match count as a shoot? <laughs> I mean, if you go onto YouTube <laughs> oh, and God. you you just do a search for matches that turn into shoots, you're gonna get some yeah. top ten videos and shit. So I've seen I've seen like a couple of them like break out like in in, in person on the, on the indies and stuff, and I've been involved in one um, somewhat, oh, shit. somewhat. So uh, I know there was one where like I don't remember the wrestler's name, but he got real butt hurt over something a fan yelled and he started like screaming this was at this was down in like a at texas wrestling academy's like show that they were running and i was on that show and i remember the guy was like yelling and everybody got like deathly silent and the wrestler was like i'm playing with you i'm not playing with you don't fuck with me i'm not bitch made and he's just like screaming as loud as he can and like everybody's like what the fuck and he's like trying to fight this fan and stuff like that like i've seen this guy get like i've seen stuff like that and then the one that happened to me it was down in R- at rcw uh river city wrestling i was there i was supposed to wrestle this guy named big dog and okay no problem i have no problem with that you know but nobody told me what the finish was nobody told what, what me what they wanted from the match uh hernandez was booking and I was literally just like sitting there, like waiting for the dude to come talk to me. If he wanted to talk to me, I'm saying, oh, I'm okay. I guess he wants to call it in the ring. I can do that. So let's do that. So he had, he was like with a group of other people, like their little stable and they were like in their own little locker room area. So it was really like kind of weird, like kind of rubbed me the wrong way already. So we get out there and I guess what Hernandez actually wanted was he wanted to be a sh- uh, not a shoot but a squash. So he wanted them to squash me, which no problem. I have no problem doing that. But I didn't know that, so I thought we're just supposed to call it. So this dude just starts fucking trying to beat my ass, 
So I, was, I, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So I was like, fuck, this guy's trying to fucking shoot on me. So I beat his ass. <laughs> I just fucking beat him up. I beat him up real bad. And I his, his, this guy, Big Dog, he seemed like a nice enough guy. But like, I didn't know why he was doing what he was doing. But I beat him up so bad. And then I just like said, uh, I guess somebody told me he, he was supposed to go over. So into the match comes. It's way longer than a squash needed to be. I just been beating his ass the whole time, literally like hitting him as hard as I could and kicking him and throwing him and like I completely turned on this deal. Not no joke. So the match is over. I fucking put him over and we go to the back and Hernandez is fucking fuming, and he's he gets him. He he's like ready to fucking kill me, and he probably would have. But uh, people that I rode with, um, Kevin and Bull, were there. And they they were like, oh, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know. And like, you know, it's it's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, Joey's, Joey doesn't do that. He doesn't go into business for himself, you know. And so I get to the back and he's fucking fuming. And he's like, what the fuck was that? He was supposed to squash you. What the fuck? You, you fucking beat him up. What the hell? Yeah, he's screaming at me. And he's like, did you fucking know? Did you fucking know? I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody talked to me. I was like, no, literally nobody spoke to me about the match except until I went out there. And uh and then, like, like finally he calmed down, and he's like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he finally goes, like, stop apologizing, or you're no good to me, and stuff like that. He's like, all right, all right, you know, I'll go talk to him and stuff. But, dude, Hernandez was, Hernandez was ready to fucking kill me when I got to the locker room. But, and then, oh, yeah, because I fucking killed that guy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, oh, shit. So shit like that fucking can absolutely happen. And, like, some trainers will tell you, like, some people out there will try to take advantage of you, and I guess I mistook that situation as somebody trying to take advantage of me and but it absolutely fucking can happen and that shit can fucking go down the way it went out went down i don't i wish i could see this fucking footage of of uh of fatu and alex like having to put up with this shit but that's fucking crazy and uh speaking of shoot violence it's no longer sunny days on the florida highways jesus oh. you had to make a joke about it <laughs> oh my god Blood on the highway when Sonny's out there, man. Jesus man, Christ, we've, dude. We've talked about um, DUIs and people that are drunk driving, like the Usos. We've been critical of the Usos. We've been critical of Jeff Hardy. These guys get praised like fucking heroes. And you know what? Like, it, it's very real. They could fucking kill somebody. They, they're, they're repeating offenders of drunk driving and driving while intoxicated. Like, they're getting in trouble for it. They're getting caught. But nobody seems to fucking care. And nobody feels like it's a bad enough problem to address and people will make jokes about it, but that's about it. But then you have a guy like there, then you have fucking Sonny who's finally fucking done it so much that she's killed somebody. She killed somebody innocent uh, while under the influence. She was arrested once this year already for a DUI wow. back in February. And that's not this time. Yeah. This one was on uh, March 25th. Oh, and then on January 24th, Ex-WWE star Tammy Sitch arrested for threatening to kill a partner. She's a fucking mess, man. Like, Well, she's going to be uh, uh, trying to prove her mettle in Tehachapi pretty soon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, arrested in deadly Florida crash. There was one report uh, I'm looking at where uh, in 2012 she was arrested five times in a single week. Like, At what point do you just, you know, I don't know, man, like... The legal system's wild sometimes. And apparently I don't, yeah. I don't I don't know if this is true or not, but I've seen something about like she might have commented or something 
And she was like, at least I'm still a Hall of Famer or something like that. It's like, that's really what yeah, you're fucking... Yeah, you can't take that away. They, they yeah. can actually take that away from yeah, you. It's, it's a like, fucking worked Hall of Fame anyway. Is that really what you're fucking worried about, lady? You fucking killed somebody, you piece of shit. And I will go on their fucking record saying, fuck Jeff Hardy, he's a piece of shit. The only fucking difference between Tammy Lynn Sitch and fucking Jeff Hardy is luck. that Jeff... Luck. Jeff Hardy just happened to not kill somebody yet. Fuck him yeah. and fuck the Usos. Like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong yeah, with these man. fucking people? Please, and you're out there, if you've ever driven drunk, please don't do it again. Please think of other people. Think of your own life, not just for your own life, but think of other people who don't deserve to be put into that situation. This is fucking insane. It's only, a, if you do it often, it's only a matter of time before A, you get caught, or B, more importantly, you fucking kill somebody. Just don't fucking do it. It's not worth it. Take an Uber. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a clip of uh, No For An Answers without a reason right here. Honestly, you should. Honestly. Yeah. Without a reason. Come in, drink. Come in, drive. Think it's worse than a young man drive. Without a reason. Without a reason. Um, well... There's been uh, there's been another story regarding uh, some anti AEW bots that has come out. Some, yeah. light, really some lighter some. hearted stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tony Khan goes on goes online. He says, uh, "Does anybody have the tweet handy? Like the read the, the actual tweet that he posted? I can get that in a second. I think it starts out with you thought what happened with Sonny was bad, but wait <laughs> that, to hear about what I discovered." <laughs> <laughs> he said, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts, plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Listen, I believe him. Like, I'm not saying that, the, that like maybe it's 100% right. But I've heard of shit like this. I've heard of shit like this long before AW even existed. Like on Twitch, like streaming platform stuff. Like people people buy bots to, for their streams and their YouTube videos to try to grow and have fake growth and shit like that. Follow bots, all sorts of shit. This is 100% a thing. And I guess if he's serious and not making like a fucking satire joke or something, like... That's absolutely. I believe that that's in within the realm of possibility, and people are goofing on him and stuff like that. But it, it's that's a real fucking thing. Apparently, he had some suspicions. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he started to notice some similarities or or trends, and yeah, the tweets that had him suspecting that maybe bots were at play, and uh, quote unquote independent study later, and uh, it turns out that maybe his suspicions were were true. And, you know, according to the new sources that we're looking at, this is still ongoing. So maybe more to come there. What do you guys what do you guys make of that? Um, like I said, I, I fucking believe the guy. I, I think that that's 100 percent a thing. I've heard of it for years now, like my entire streaming career. Like that that's like been a thing. So I don't know how sophisticated these bots are, if they're like tweeting different shit or... Uh, so there's some screenshots. Some of them tweet like literally the same thing. Really? Um, yeah. It sounds like the bots are mostly being used to signal boost, though, as he said. Like mm-hmm. mostly just like kind of likes and retweets and stuff right. like that. Um, personally, I mean, I buy it too. I mean, obviously, like some of these people are real. I mean, some of them are probably trolling too. 
Uh, doesn't change the fact that it's still a real person behind um, the uh, screen. But I, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these people, I, I, I think there's a good chance that a lot of them are bots that are using signal boosting and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like we saw a lot of this shit during like uh, with like the Trump stuff, you know, like all that fucking yep. bullshit going on. We saw that thing happen, too. This is 100 percent a thing. Yeah. And, you know, alleged Russian interference in elections and things and, you know, politics, natural progression is professional wrestling, right? <laughs> first you sway no i'm first saying you sway elections and then you sway you know those wrestling ratings there's sometimes a disturbing overlap in my uh day job as a political scientist and as a wrestling fan so. yeah that's i was gonna <laughs> yeah. i was gonna ask you about that yeah you you'd, you'd probably have some insight on that but it you know it's it's funny how how much reflection there is in professional wrestling um from the political world right down, you know, we we're going to talk and, and perfect seg. We're going to talk about, uh, control your narrative now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and obviously there's some political implications there. There's a so lot of strange. Yeah. So strange. But, uh, so what is Braun Strowman? What is his actual name? Some, I, I should know it. I Adam Sure. Adam Sure. That's, that's right. Adam Scheer, that's right. So, and so here's somebody who's like, he's on social media. He's this guy's not a bot, but he is tweeting some anti <laughs> or it's talking about some anti AEW stuff. So this was f- first on an Instagram post, um, and then he went on to Twitter to uh, reiterate all of these things. So he goes on and he says. Well, he did parody the the post on Twitter. He did end up uh, parodying the, the post. Yeah, he did end up parodying the post on Twitter as well. I'm trying to find the initial tweet, the one that, or not the tweet, but the Instagram. Yeah, Instagram post. It's not even. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a response. It was a yeah, s- response. Yeah, it was a comment. It was actually a. It was actually a comment on that actual tweet. Like I guess somebody screenshotted it and put it on Instagram or whatever. So he says, why is there no face to palm emoji? Which there is. What a fucking idiot to start off here. <laughs> this is the same guy. Are we sure he's not a bot? He might be. He might be like an actual <laughs> bot. Uh, it, it, is this the same guy that pays the dirt sheets and says his wrestlers are free to do whatever but blackballed them from CYN shows? Why? Four question marks. Because we're the because we're a fucking threat. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> God, what a fucking delusional statement. If he's not saying that to like generate buzz, which he might have been, he's completely delusional. This this guy is a known fucking enemy to to independent wrestling and independent wrestling fans. Nobody likes this motherfucker because of how he fucking shit on and treated independent wrestlers during the pandemic, um, the shit that he said to Evil Uno. Uh, like nobody fucking fucks with this dude. At least nobody that fucking matters fucks with this dude. And that's why Poetic justice that he finds himself an independent wrestler out there in a crowded up. landscape right fucking now. Fucking literally begging for AEW talent to be put on his fucking show. Like <laughs> straight up poetic a show that a, a show that, you know, if you want to watch it, you might have trouble finding yeah. you know where to was, watch maybe yeah. more than one show. I was you gonna say how they a threat. You can't even watch their stuff online. But like right? we've we've tried several weeks. Like we're just like we wanna at least, you know, see what it's like. <laughs> he, <it ain't laughs> out there. he can't really think that people want to fuck that like that's the new fucking spot. But he apparently does. He fucking goes on to say blacklisted. That's why so many people want to work with us, and both our shows have had tons of AEW talent backstage watching. We're the new option. You've been warned. 
That was the next thing he said. So who's who's backstage watching? Like, were they there at the Marco? Like, were <laughs> yeah, Marco? <laughs> like when they were they were at the uh, they were at the fucking they were in Dallas. So like whoever wasn't booked might have just went there for fun to see a friend or something like that. Like stop acting like your fucking shit is the place to be. Well, they might listen. It, MLW was running at the same time in the same building, just in a different room. Oh, you know, so like, someone maybe, might have just peeked the curtain. Maybe and, somebody, you know. yeah, maybe somebody wandered over yeah. there. What the fuck? Is they share the same that, locker you know? room, and there's some guys in there. Oh my gosh, Ugh. it might be that desperate. But like, I mean, the thing is, here's the reason. Like. Well, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I'm not Tony God. I can't speak for him. But like the reason why that he would blacklist stars from going there is pretty obvious, right? Like, this is right. nothing but a controversy. A hundred percent. Like he doesn't want his stars to go over there like for himself. Like he'll look bad. But also, like, frankly, it's protecting them too. like, I don't think yeah. they want he wants like people just getting like all this unnecessary heat on themselves because they're associated with, you know, whatever CYN's all about. And well, we don't even know that that's true. But if it's not true, why isn't it true? Like it needs to be like he needs to make sure that his wrestlers aren't showing up on this fucking show. Sure. I mean, and and it's pretty rare that I say something like that. But you got guys under contract and he lets his talent work independent shows. I mean, it's not like it's not like Vince does that except for every once in a fucking blue moon. So. You know, if if he's doing that, like you got to have some stipulations, right? And one of them needs to be no fucking racist wrestling. Fucking, yeah. If 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 people aren't working your fucking shitty show, control your narrative. It's because nobody, like, it's your own fucking fault because of the shit that you did. Like, it's all your fucking fault. So take responsibility and shut the fuck up. I'm gonna put this out there for sure because I know you're listening, motherfucker. <laughs> I know that you can't. I know that you can't flip an ambulance, but the question is, can you flip my Prius, motherfucker? I dare you to try. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he goes on to say, all facts. Only delusion I have, or when I have too much Jack, or maybe I'm just drunk. I don't know. Is it time for a drink yet? LOL. Whatever. He goes on to say, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-CYN online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts and army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who pay for such a wildly expensive thing? He then put the hashtag what a mark on it. So <laughs> this fucking guy, dude. You know, we, we're talking about matches that break out into shoots. How great would it be if he got booked in Japan and, and went over there with his big ass head and just got shot, got shot on? <laughs> he was like the next. Of- we kind of got that. We kind of got that with him at like, I think one of the rumbles with Brock. Oh, that's right. Remember Brock beat his ass? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I do remember that. Yeah, he, he got a receipt. He yeah. him with his knee and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember? Yeah, his fucking skull changed shape. Oh, my shapes fucking God. Adam Sherry, you're the fucking laughing stock of the wrestling business. Please shut the fuck up. Also, from who from AEW really wants to work there anyways that most of their moves are banned? Good one. Wait, what? <laughs> that's from the that's from the like the, the like remember the rules list they weren't allowed to do Canadian destroyers or tope oh, suicidas and shit like that. Yeah, no super kicks, shit like that. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. I always wondered like how CYN would work, because it's like for the most part, like these people are known for like just having like egos and whatnot. So like how do they like work matches, right? Like they have to go over against like local jobbers or like what's like I just wonder what the booking has to be like. Well, we could 
maybe we could find out if we could actually watch one of their fucking shows. I want to watch and review one of their shows so bad. If anybody else there knows how to watch Control Your Narrative, please tell us. Did they fucking put it on iPay-Per-View? Like, do they just record it? Like, are they going to put it up later? Like, what the fuck? Nobody knows how to watch it. So... we If we can cover WrestleMania right down the middle, we'll cover... Yeah. We'll, co- we'll cover Control Your Narrative. We'll, right we'll cover it right down it, the middle, Daddy. Yeah, it worked, it worked out real well for WWE. <laughs> yeah, if there's some... Yeah, it did. We've, we've increased their numbers. If, if, if something's good, you know, we'll say it's good. Straight up. Straight up. Uh, so you guys want to talk about uh, we we we've done some news and we've done some sad stories and some fucking crazy stories and some funny stories um, and there's you know a lot going on. You guys want to talk about some actual actual uh, in ring? Yeah, action let's here. talk about some in ring action. How about like uh, since we brought up New Japan? How about we talk about the uh, the the long awaited title match, the end of the mm. New Japan Cup, New Japan Hyper Battle. Yes, hyper battle. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I think this is interesting because I think this is the first match that we've watched where we all watched it separately. Is it the so, is it, yes? Is it the first one? I think so. I watched it this morning. I ended up watching this live. I watched the first hour of this event live just because I'm up so late, just with our work schedules here. Um, I ended up falling asleep and then. The dog woke me up, and I was like, you know what? It's about time for the main event to come on. So I turned it on. It's the very end of the uh, junior heavyweight championship match, which was Desperado and uh, fucking show, which I went back later and watched, and it's pretty good. There's a lot of Bullet Club type bits. I watched a little bit of it, too. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, the fucking finish. I'm surprised uh, Desperado's uh, still hanging in there as champ. They like him, Mm -hmm. and... He's awesome. And the chances he got outside of the shtick, he's so good. And I'm stoked that he's still champion, actually. And I look forward to to seeing him continue to work. And apparently, apparently his next opponent is going to be um, a Bullet Club member as well in Ishimori. Okay, so, yeah. So we're going to get some more shtick. And it's just... There, there was that tease with him and ALP. They've been going far back. Like, is this just going to lead to ALP again? And Are we going to get another match there? Like maybe finally you know, get first, ELP as champ. First Bone Soldier and maybe maybe you know his tag partner next. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're ready for that. But Gosh, you're right. They've been teasing that for a long time. And they really haven't. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the end game there. Like that's it's gonna be ELP. I think we've been feeling that for a while. Show is great. You yeah, know, he doesn't need the Bullet Club shtick, but he's really, he really good doesn't. at it. Yeah. Well, and he, it's particularly you know, the House of Torture where they really. I also yeah, don't really yeah, feel like he's that like this wasn't that bad. He does like he also does a really good job. He does everything he wants to do. Like if they tell him to go do something, he does it well, right? But he still doesn't come across as like a great heel. But he does a good job at being a heel, if that makes fucking sense. Like, I think I follow you. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. gonna do a job good job no matter what, like the fucking fundamentals, the basics, whatever. Like he's gonna do what he's gotta do and he's good at it, right? It kind of feels like, like he's I, sort of playing heel, but yeah. like he's not doing like the stuff to like he's not like doing like baby yeah. face things, so it's yeah. it works as a heel. I don't believe in him as a heel. Like he just doesn't look like a heel, he doesn't feel yeah. like a heel, he doesn't talk like a heel, he doesn't bump like a heel. Bumping like a heel is a thing. You know, like, uh, okay, that's a good point. I think he's when he's actually doing the shtick, he looks like he's actually pissed off. Um, and I think that's a big difference between him and some of the other guys in Bullet Club. And I think he excels there, but Mm -hmm. but he doesn't, he doesn't need it. 
he he's better at it than Ishimori, I think. They're they're kind of similar in that role, but I like Show a lot, man. Mm, I think he's, he's good. He's definitely he's definitely a future junior heavyweight champion. If not beyond that, we'll see what happens. But this like again, this match was pretty good. It broke down as, into some shtick, but when you know when Desperado had control or when Show was was working clean, this was a really good fucking wrestling match. I and, and if I was booking him. I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of Bullet Club antics overall, but I think if I was booking him, I would just book him as like a mean dickhead that didn't necessarily hit you with like the, you know, ring tools and shit, sure. you know? They're not so special. Like the stuff that they do isn't so special anymore. Like that's what made Bullet Club so awesome at the beginning is because there wasn't a lot of those air antics in matches like ever. Like, you know, New Japan's very traditional and stuff like that. So when they were doing it, it was like almost un- like never seen. Like nobody's ever really seen those kinds of fucking antics in matches of cheating in matches, interference, nut shots, like just all that stuff. It really was actually pretty unseen at the time. And that's kind of what like made them really special and like kind of pop off. Now it's they've like, been around for nine years. Nine not only nine years, but like, damn, has it really been that fucking long? Yep, Holy they were created shit. in May of uh, 13. Yeah, and the stuff that they're doing, you know, it used to be just foreigners, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just the, the foreigners that were shitting on the Japanese tradition, you know, and, and then they had Yujiro or whatever, but that was, like, the only exception. But now, like, it's just everybody, and it's just become, it's just become, like, it's not that there's not really good wrestlers in it, because there really are, but they're not doing anything that stands out like they used to. They're just unless you count like the stuff that they're doing in America with like Jay White and stuff like that. Yeah, but even I was going to say that. I think that's the yeah, best thing that, with that, Bullet Club that's yeah, going on, and that is the best things are going on. But go have the, going on. But even then, like it's so convoluted. Yeah. It's kind of it's becoming hard to follow. Who's where? Who's going? Who's in the Who's in the fucking Bullet Club? Who's part of this denomination? Like who's like what's happening? Like yeah. I feel like when they're I, gonna. I feel like they're gonna miss the boat on. On Tomatonga, because Tomatonga is somebody that they've had for a long time. He's very good. He's needed his breakout moment, and his is his breakout moment getting drowned by just how the obscene amount of stuff that's going on in the Bullet Club. Like well, you should really want you should you should have made a huge baby face out of this guy right now. Yeah, I this. really wanted to talk about Tama because I think the last time I saw, I mean, I guess he was on the show a little bit, but like the last like major angle they did with him was like he was like it looks like they're teaming with like Taguchi and Master Wado. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's just that just feels so like beneath them. That's that's a step down, not mm-hmm. you know, when they're the one team against like the Bullet Club, it feels like they should be I, I don't know. I, I I just feel like they're like you said, they're kind of squandering this opportunity to create like a big baby face, um, potentially. And I mean and we'll we'll kind of talk probably as we go through this whole thing about New Japan booking, to be honest. Earlier in this show, they they put on like the Tana like classic New Japan pro wrestling shirts, and they clicked up with Tanahashi because they wrestled a, a was it a six man or an eight man? You'll forgive me. It was so so early in the morning, yeah. but but after the match, they uh, it yeah it was an eight man because it was Tana God and Ga- and uh, Jado. Sorry, you almost need a fucking strategy guide to follow this. Fuck, <laughs> like a yeah, fucking yeah, video so game after, strategy guide. Uh, yeah. So it was Jado and G.O.D. and Tana. And after the match, they all put on like the classic like New Japan Pro Wrestling shirts and they clicked Ooh, up with Tana. Ooh, okay. Well, that's something at yeah. least. That's, yeah, so that's full weird. full baby face turn. That's Full good. baby face turn for them. 
after uh, so Ishimori comes. So Desperado retains. He overcomes the you know the cheating, and uh, so Ishimori comes out. You know he's the new, next challenger. But then right after that, we get a debut. And uh, this segment gets a little thicker, man, because the newest member of United Empire that they've been teasing is Francesco Akira, Italian wrestler, 22-year-old guy. And the hype on this guy is pretty big. And I've got to be honest, I don't think I've seen him. And if I have, it's just been in quick clips. I haven't seen him either. I think he's a Rev Pro guy, yeah. I want to bring this up with him. I was really annoyed when I looked this up, the United Empire guy, and there's an article about a new guy in the United Empire, and it talks about him. The picture it has is of um, Osprey, Aaron Onare, and um, Great Okan, and no sign of this guy. They didn't even put a picture it's, on this article about this guy joining this group. Was it an old article? No, it was new. It was about him. Huh. I mean, if you Google him, like, there's plenty of pictures and stuff like that. It looks like he's been working in Japan for a while now. He's been working uh, yeah. in DDT as well. Okay. So, yeah. okay. This- Man, we. Damn. This is what happens when we we pay attention to some subpar stuff in the states is that we miss out on the European and, <laughs> and, is, and Japanese yeah. scene at yeah. large. And shame on shame on me, not necessarily you guys. But one of the one of the pictures that pulls up of him, he's like fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> you this? yeah, I see it. So funny. Yeah. It's like yeah. his little school pic. Oh my god! But he, he, I'm excited to see him. We're gonna, I'm gonna check him out probably tonight. He was after rocking. We're done recording. Yeah, I'd like to watch some stuff too. If we find some like quintessential uh, matches, you know, we'll share him with you guys maybe on Twitter, so you guys can check him out. Yeah, he he, he came in with like a full beard. He looked full grown. Uh, New Japan doesn't fuck around with people like this, so I think that's gonna be. I think. We're probably going to see some cool shit from this guy. On to the main event. And or then maybe actually, we can before that, it. can I can we talk about um, another match real quick? Let's hear. You want to talk about the sumo match? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Toriano versus Taichi for the uh, King of Pro Wrestling trophy. They had a sumo match. Kind oh of. Oh my god! It was they modified took the, they took sumo the ropes rules. Off, yeah. They quickly broke those rules. They started whipping each other and stuff like that. Uh, I was expecting this to be a little bit more exciting than it was. Uh, the best part of it was this <laughs> this ref bump. Um, they're like, you know, trying to fight, you know, to you know, shove each other off the ring. And uh, Yano just like accidentally shoves this ref. He goes flying into the barricade. It was an awesome bump. Uh, eventually, Taichi wins. And Kevin Kelly is super excited about this, right? He they show him, uh, you know, the camera of him. He has his dangerous techers thing. He's like, yes, like, you know, the group's one for one tonight. And, you know, ZSJ is going to win. And like. I know we talk about how Kevin Kelly's a little dorky and whatnot, and this was also a little dorky, but I felt his excitement. I love this group, too. I was like, yes, ZSJ is going to win the main event and the title. And now Man. we can talk about the main event. <laughs> okay. Well, real quick. Uh, so apparently, Taichi is going to defend the King of Pro Wrestling trophy at the event in early May. I think it's the first God, what is it called? What's the name of the New Japan show in the first? It's not uh, Sakura Genesis. No, this is this is this show took the place of Sakura Genesis, didn't it? It's a dome show. Oh, okay. A dome. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, his opponent, Taichi's opponent, is Shingo, and I think Shingo's Ooh. going to be a perfect opponent for Taichi. I think that's gonna that's gonna elevate really him. Match out. Yeah, yeah. Taichi's oh, so good. He's so good, and I've really come is. around to him the last. Let's couple call years. it right now. We're gonna see like we're gonna see Taichi get fucking elevated it's it's yeah. kind of his time i think yeah. so yeah holy shit okay 
And Shingo is one of the best in the world, and he's definitely going to be one to do that. Okada versus New Japan Cup winner Zack Sabre Jr., who we've been heaping praise on lately and, and trying to remind everybody that when you're having best-in-the-world conversations, to at least cl- include him in the conversation. One thing that struck me right off the bat is is Okada's countenance in this match. A lot of times when Okada comes out for a title match, especially against Naito, um, he will have that. You, you got to wait for Naito to fucking undress. But Okada sometimes has this stone face that I guess mm-hmm. I guess that's his serious competition face. And I've seen other great Japanese wrestlers adopt that. But Okada sometimes looks like a toddler waiting for his mom to finish putting the groceries in the back so they can get <laughs> on with it. Yeah. Here. He has this expression on his face that tells you he thinks ZSJ is a threat mm-hmm. and he is going to, he wants to show ZSJ that he's a little serious and he's leaning toward him. He's scowling at him. He looks pissed well, off and I'm right off the bat. I'm like, oh dude, fuck. Yeah, this is great. It's kind of a throwback. Cause like Okada's really good at that shit. Like when he first wrestles somebody, he's exactly like what you were saying. Like he has that face where he's like, let's go, let's move forward. He's very confident. But like during his like like feud with Tanahashi, like his like multi-match, like multi-year feud, like each match had like some kind of feeling like that where it was very different, where they took each other differently in different ways. You know, like in the yeah. very first match, you know, Tana didn't take him seriously at all. And you know, and then the next next match, he was like gravely serious and things like that. And this is like this is this is what we're watching here. We're watching we're really watching ZSJ's story uh during this whole time. Like I have no doubt in my mind that ZSJ will be IWGP uh world heavyweight champion sooner than later. Um I it really seems like that's where they're going. They're doing this like um the same thing that they did with these other guys where they try and they try fail, they try and they fail. Um he now has a he he's a threat to everybody everybody. He's making people tap out. Um he's uh catching people in crazy pins like he's doing all this cool shit and he even has a win over okada now doesn't he have a win over okada they he beat him in the g1 right he no he wasn't in, he wasn't in, in the same block oh that's right okay what he was beat they, shingo in the g1 it was either in rev pro or it was in oh Japan that's what it was and, yeah yeah he beat, yeah. Him, in, yeah, he beat him in england okay yeah, yeah so he, he beat him be, on yeah. his home turf so he yeah. beat him on his home turf so he has a win on him so that's why we see uh, Okada, and it's awesome that you noticed that, like that he fucking took him a lot serious, like more serious, and that he's ready for anything that he goes after. And like even when he was like, even before like his arm was worked on a whole lot, you could see that Okada was like favoring it more than like he, like he wasn't selling, but he was like favoring it, like protecting it almost. You know what I yeah. mean? Like uh, it was it was it was so well done. Uh, this match was brilliant. I, 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 in some ways, I thought like, okay, ZSJ is winning. Like, this is his time. But I could also tell that they're kind of building this like bigger story for ZSJ. Okay, so Z- when ZSJ won the cup in 2018, I believe mm-hmm. his, he faced Okada. Okada fell, mm-hmm. sh- fell short. Yeah, he got wrecked by so, Okada that first match. It was like not even close. I don't know close. if I call it getting wrecked, but it wasn't. It wasn't as quite as competitive as this. Mm-hmm. So this match starts. And this is exactly the type of wrestling I thirst for. Not nece- not necessarily ZSJ's style. That's not what I mean, although I do love it. But it, it's this match that is 
athletic and everything has a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is is worked for. Everything means something. Mm-hmm. I know you talked about going slow and guys going slow. And I know what you mean by that. And sometimes I think Okada does that a little too much early on because I really like senses of urgency. And when the match slows down, when guys start going slow, I like it to be because they've, they're battling. Well, and like, they need to. Again, go. They have I, to go. I, I, again, I see what you're. And I, I know what you. I know what you're saying. Right. I get what you're saying. But, but I think some guys take that too far. Well, that didn't happen in this well, match. Well, again, I like, think that's one criticism I have of Okada well, sometimes. To my point on that, like, I what I what, what I say that there is a time and a place for it. And just like I was talking about that this Tanahashi match, you know, even Naito has done. Like I've seen Naito do it um, when he deals with Tanahashi because that's the person that like was holding him down at the beginning. Like there is that sense of urgency. So like what I'm saying is like there's a time and a place for it. But if you always have that sense of urgency, if you always have that speed and you're not taking things slow in other matches and you're not thinking of like the big picture, those kinds of fucking moments aren't going to be like meaningful. And you think back to like the Attitude Era or something where Stone Cold will just run out and then him and The Rock or him and Triple H will just start throwing those fake ass looking punches back and forth for a little bit. And then somebody will go over the fucking top rope and they always started off with some, some like little brawl and stuff like that. You can't just, yeah, always, it, you, you can't just no, always no. spam that. And like, um, you can't just always spam that. So there's a time and a place for that sense of urgency. And yeah. And I'm not, ta- I'm not even talking about those kind of hot starts mm-hmm. and, and I'm okay with guys taking their time to feel each other out and, and work into, different holds and things. And certainly you saw that a lot in this match, but sometimes in, in an Okada match, he'll hit something early. Mm-hmm. And then he does this thing where he takes his time getting up and he's not, he's not gassed yet. The match has just begun. And I shouldn't be picking on Okada cause he's right. certainly not. He's maybe, you know, my favorite wrestler. I think a lot of that stuff is like just missed. Like, like it's, it's something that's really subtle that he does. And at like, at like, at like face value it's like him just being way too slow but like really he's like just a master of building and that's why like like think about an okada match where it's not yeah. fucking eye popping at the end you know I, yeah that's I think, true i, I Go think ahead, i'm gonna kind of um agree with davy on this in the sense that like i think for this particular match where mm-hmm. like zsj is working like the same arm for most of the match right he's right. trying to like cripple him disable him and like there's a spot early when like they go like crashing on the outside while he's just like holding his arm. Right. Like, it, it legitimately yeah, looks like he could have broken it, you know, straight it up worked and whatnot. Yeah. And I feel like that style sort of demand, like at least like in a, in a kayfabe sense demands a sense of like urgency to respond mm-hmm. to. Right. Like you can't just like endure this guy, like pulling your arm, kicking your arm, just like doing Whoa. all this to your arm for that long. And I feel like there's a certain sense of like, I mean, maybe it's, you know, a little bit well, of him keeping his cool, but for me, a little bit more urgency it, would have been nice. It depends on how, how you have the person shine at the beginning, because if if the heel or if the heel or the challenger doesn't get like uh, doesn't get their opportunity to work on that arm, then, yeah, you are going to have that slow pace. But if Z, like like ZSK, GSJ kind of had the shine at the beginning, so he was able to go right after the arm. So I don't agree do, he had the shine most of the match. I, I agree and like and, but but and that and that's right and like but so in that case he's already on the arm so you have to sell the arm you have to tell that story right from the start yeah true true so like so you can't you have no choice but to not 
you have no choice but to do the match differently. But if if Okada, I didn't see that. I didn't see that in this match too much with Okada. And I thought that when he was right. working a little slower in this match, I thought it made a lot more sense because it was either he was selling or it was later in the match when they were both kind of gassed, which right. is that that's always fine. But you know, this match starts and it's going on, and this is just what I fucking like. It's you know, I yeah. I don't just have one taste. But this is my favorite kind of match where it's competitive again. If things are things make sense, they mean something. There's a sense of urgency. Guys, they literally look like they both want to yeah. win. And CSJ is working the arm. He's working the arm. He's working the arm. He's working the arm. The commentary selling him is working the arm. He's working the the, the rainmaker arm. Yeah, he's trying to neutralize the rainmaker. Neutralize the rainmaker. He there's even maybe a regular forearm shot or a clothesline that's not quite a rainmaker, and ZSJ just no sells it because he's been working the arm the whole match. And it's like, oh shit, how is he gonna beat him? He can't use the rainmaker. Mm. This is uh, this for me. Ninety nine percent of this uh, of the runtime of this match, I'm thinking this is match of the year for me. It's it was close, but then the end happened. It was kind of rough. And then after after ZSJ has worked the the arm and they're and he's neutralizing the Rainmaker arm and they've even had a clothesline spot that ZSJ no sells because he can't use the arm, he hits the fucking Rainmaker anyway. One Rainmaker wins and wins. And you see guys kick out of that when well, they're not working the arm I, at all. Another thing. Another thing. What like, the fuck was that? Yeah. Another thing though is like. I I and I and you guys are gonna hate me for fucking saying this, but I think ZSJ was gassed at the end. Oh no no, and I'm okay with him being. No no I'm no, no, okay no. With him being I, And I don't mean like gas, like in a story sense. I think he was straight up blown up. Because did you? Because mm-hmm. not only, not only did he he go down to one uh, to one rainmaker, but he didn't even take it very good. It was the laziest, and, yeah. like tired, sure. like rainmaker bump I've ever seen. Like it True. was yeah, and, and he might have been. But some of that is on Okada. Like I don't even think Okada should have gone for the pin right away. If he hits that rainmaker that hard after getting his arm worked on the way it was, he should sell that like, you know, he's an excruciating fucking yeah. pain and maybe not go for the cover for a little bit and allow ZSJ to kick and then hit it again and and fall on him for the count, something. Yeah. I think that would have been way I like I couldn't mm. believe it. And I yeah. mean, yeah, I guess ZSJ could have been gassed, but like he's not going to kick out and just late in these Okada matches and in some of these epic New Japan matches, there's a lot of guys lying around in the ring where it totally makes sense because they've been working their asses off and nobody's like, oh, get up. What is this? This is fucking boring. Nobody says that right. because the excitement is, has built to a crescendo. These guys have given it their everything. Everyone knows what it feels like to be gassed and laid mm-hmm. out. Right. And it totally makes sense. And it's totally suspenseful. And just you just feel the emotion just welling up. And he could have had a minute, you know? You think I, sometimes they lie there for almost a full minute. It's hard so to I don't say. know. I I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened there. But you you have this match where he's working the arm and then all of a sudden it doesn't mean shit at the end. It was very strange. I don't and know. And Okada didn't yeah, after weird. the match, he wasn't he wasn't selling it after the match either. Uh, Okada was selling it after the match and like uh, not much, man. He was he much. was because because the ref went to like grab his arm and then he like stopped. I guess him during his promo and and all that, like it just seemed well, like he was giving the normal Okada. He promo did he did, end. but the, when the ref went to grab his arm, he like he like stopped him too. But even though he was working on the arm, we also talked about. I also that's also another thing that I was talking about where it looked like he wasn't so much as selling as much as he was protecting his arm. 
And I think that's like a really, really like I would say I would even like encourage you to go back and watch how he how he sold because it wasn't selling like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. He was selling like he was being protective. And if he was being. Yeah, but ZSJ was successful. In, yeah, that's in, the thing. He, he was. He was. But if you do have that kind of protection and they do kind of think like that, if you do have that kind of protection, you might not end up with that as much damage as if you were just getting fucking wrecked on your arm. And like. Maybe there's something to be said about that. Okada does like to tell little nuanced stories like that. It looked like he was getting wrecked on the arm. It yeah, didn't look like his, yeah, anything he was doing was really successful. I, I feel like I feel like it was a little, maybe a little of both, but um, I don't know. I, I think that they have an idea and they have a plan. Um, I trust what they're doing, but you know, I like I said, it it blew the it kind of blew the wind out of our sails as well, and maybe that was by design. Yeah. yeah, well, the fly, the flying triangle he did was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, my God. What dude, the oh, my God. That sequence leading up to the fucking, oh, my God, dude. It was so good. I didn't expect it. it. So good. I didn't expect the Rainmaker to just come out right there. But, like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, um, yeah. yeah. Even my friend I was watching with, like, she was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, <laughs> Doc, did you, yeah. did you what the fuck? Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, I was like, did I, like, skip ahead of, like, you know, 20 minutes you thought you actually yeah you thought you actually happened like (laughs) the chapter forward yeah like i was like this was weird and i don't know for me like to some extent this is like sort of a gripe i just have with like new japan's booking to some extent where sometimes it's just like painfully slow at times Mm -hmm. where like you know if it's a guy's time like you know like i don't know i mean like their their interest in the brand is probably not at an all-time low but it's probably at a low for you know the past you know five years or so like for me like trying something new would be nice and like you know giving zsj i mean yeah like i mean i i buy the argument like you said that they'll probably have him dethrone okada at some point but it's just like i'm looking at like the next set of challengers and it's kind of like just rematch city like yeah we just um, had okada versus naito like we we had also you also have to keep that championship prestigious because it's kind of hot potato, like since it's even existed. I mean, they're they're booking at the uh, well, booking schmooking, leading booking, into that. That was that was not really going to make it prestigious. No, but booking schmooking, like they fucking, uh, it had to be hot potatoed because of like injuries and all sorts of fucking stupid COVID. shit. COVID. COVID. Well, I mean, I think put. Well, I mean, the way they they handled it with like just like the two belts and then like Okada bring back the th- the old one. I think there was just like at that point maybe just like say it's the fucking old one again, like the one that people well, actually care about. Well, Okada won that match and he 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 embraced the new one. I think that was the story there. Like that does kind of make it prestigious that he he accepted it. You know what I mean? Sure, but um, you can't. And, and at the same time, it's you can like even though we it would have been nice to see ZSJ win. But you also like it's you can't just keep hot potatoing that belt. You know, ZSJ will have his time. I'm okay with Okada winning and going on. Mm. Like he's a great champion. You know, when when there's an Okada versus fill in the blank next challenger, it's, it's exciting. exciting. Mm-hmm. However, when next challenger was being uh when you knew the next challenger was about to be announced or he was gonna call them out or they were gonna come out. Fucking Shibata was at ringside for commentary. And mm. dude, 
I was crossing <laughs> my fucking fingers that he was going to stand up and be the next challenger. Oh my god! And then my fucking disappointment when I hear I you know I don't speak Japanese, but I know Naito. I know that. Yeah. And here comes here comes Naito again. The third and, dude, their match. matches. Their matches are good, and you know reports are the next show is a dome show. They're gonna sell more tickets than you know they they've only been letting in however many thousand people in some of these larger venues. So it's a dome show, and Naito and Okada are probably the two top guys in the company. Whether or not we're tired of of seeing them, you know, go back and forth, and they are gonna be headlining that dome show. So. That's probably why they did it. And when Naito beat Okada in the cup, it almost was a spoiler right, that yeah. ZSJ wasn't mm. going to uh, get the title right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what kind of draw ZSJ is in Japan. That that may be his drawing power. Maybe I mean, on the rise, that's but... that's probably why they're fucking t- taking it so slow. Like the, the like, I know it feels it, like you said. It feels kind of painfully slow but at the same time like they kind of done this like a million times they know how to get yeah and i mean and to be fair the 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 uh main event picture is probably like not the worst case of it i mean i think we yeah. were talking like i mean the stuff of elp and like that i mean like that's yeah. been like two years yeah with, like, elp and ishimori and desperado you're right for, like, that belt it's like you're right and that's like come on like <laughs> I mean, look how trigger. look how long it took kenny to win you know the finally win the big one you know and like mm. uh what was that two years that was two years i'm okay with the slow moving stories Same. just so long as we're, we get great matches but i think my big complaint about you've got the slower moving storylines and then sometimes in the mid card you've got really repetitive stuff mm. yeah in House of Torture, I mean, is that is the is headliner that, there? Is that because of like COVID and restrictions and travel restrictions and not having Could Jay be. White they, in, ta- in town? Outside of Jay like, White, who are they really missing though? I mean, they're missing. Kenta every- hasn't been. Kenta yeah, hasn't been on sure. the shows lately. But I, I don't know that. I love Kenta, but I'm not sure that his presence would really. I mean, I I would if you asked me, do you want Kenta on these shows? I would say yes. But I'm not sure that's the boost that they're missing. He would probably be fucking around for the never belt, yeah. and like we've seen him do. The, the, you have the guys taking turns in in America and stuff like that. We have Ishii and in, in, in uh, uh, Suzuki, Suzuki in America Suzuki. right now. Yeah, and like Suzuki is an American and citizen. Think about much at this point. <laughs> think about the, all the guidance that they're not bringing over right now that are working New Japan strong that they might normally be, you know, bringing over to New Japan and stuff like. Um. I don't hope, know. hope there's not another variant or COVID resurgence, yeah. and hopefully things will move in the right direction, and they can start cheering again. G one. Yeah, yeah. When is the is the so, G one going? When is the G one this year? So this, Do we have the dates. This is. I want to talk about this before we talk about G one. This is something that I noticed, or this not noticed, but this is something I was reading about earlier. So there. So they started. I guess they uh, AEW struck this deal where they're um, going to distribute their episodes of uh dynamite and rampage on uh, new japan world uh, with ink with japanese commentary yeah. so somebody oh, like four yeah, episodes yeah so I, I actually saw this just before we started we started uh recording and um it it we could have talked about it earlier i guess but this is a good time to talk about it so they had uh translations of tweets and comments and stuff of, of people's reaction 
uh, in Japan watching it with Japanese commentary. And it was really, really like eye opening to read. Number one, they haven't really seen AEW like at all. Hmm. And a lot of people were saying this is my they, first they time do checking put out. individual matches on they New do. Japan World, but they I'm do, not but sure yeah. they have, have Japanese commentary. They, ha- they don't have Japanese commentary, and uh, they definitely haven't seen full episodes. And one or two, and that's usually and that's usually only when it's a New Japan talent, right? And exactly, yeah. No, you're right, exactly. But the the real interesting thing is like a the reaction to it, how much they liked it, and they actually really liked it. But the big one is. They talked about how 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 much they hate their restrictions and how they're they're envious of the crowd and how much noise they're making and how they yearn to be able to do the exact same thing. (laughs) It is insane how much people are talking about it. And um, it's really cool. It's actually really, really cool to see their reaction and their natural reaction and how honestly how respectful they are. It's great reading their reaction than like a like a fucking smarky ass snarky ass fucking shitty fan on Twitter. It's great to see their respectful reaction of what they think about um, AEW. <laughs> oh, real quick, uh, to real follow up on read. Davey's question about... Uh, they actually announced on Hyper Battle when the G1 will be. It's July 16th through August 18th. Okay. So the so summer, okay. Proper summer, awesome. Let's do it. We got to do our pickums. We got to do cool. our pickums. I still... Uh, Spork still owes me a shirt for winning. <laughs> so... We the way we do it, we always do uh we we always do or we, or we it's kind of a new tradition, but uh, what we do is we we take part in this in the uh, Reddit pickums amongst ourselves, and whoever wins um, wins a T-shirt, but the uh, the loser actually has to buy the T-shirt, and it has to be the worst T-shirt they can find, like the worst pro wrestling T-shirt they can find. So then the winner has to take a picture in the shitty wrestling T-shirt. So like, what was the one he was threatening to buy this year, but he didn't pull the trigger on it? It was the Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax I like is Nia literally, Jax. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a shirt that says Nia Jax is literally my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I think it's legitimately my favorite <laughs> wrestler, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's oh, fuck. yeah. I really want the one like the APA one that says, uh, you know, always pounding ass bar and grill. <laughs> if you yeah. want it though, then it's not the worst shirt. All right, that's true. So. He still owes me a terrible shirt because I won and he lost last year. So <laughs> we're going to do it again this year. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We should probably go over it on the show too, to be honest. Absolutely. Be we should absolutely go over it on the show. I'm stoked about that. G1 is the best wrestling you see all year. If I lose and you win, I'm going to buy you a uh, fabulous Freebird shirt in Confederate flag font. Right? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Confederate battle flag font. Let's well, not, you know, oh let's not end the podcast with the picture that he has to take. Are you going to pull that out of your drawer currently, or do you even need to buy it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. So, uh, speaking of AEW, and it's cool that they have... Uh, They've got episodes over in Japan now in Japanese commentary. Let's talk about the AEW shows from this week. Yeah, so yeah, man. we yeah. open up with Dynamite of uh, April 6th. Uh, we open up with Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. Uh, the crowd was super hot for this match. Um, I think this was a match that they had kind of put off. It was something that they were going to do when they were having the uh, like Adam Cole, Super Click, you know, Young Bucks feud with Jurassic Express. But now they're having it now since you, know, you have uh, Red Dragon feuding with uh Jurassic Express now. Uh I thought this match was pretty good uh for what it was. You had a lot of um a decent number of spots to the outside. Uh both men looked good. 
uh, Christian uh, Cage protected a little bit. His uh, kill switch was just escaped from by going to the ropes. Cole goes for an eye rake uh, and then hits him with the last shot and wins. Yeah, nobody had a more flaccid response than me when Christian Cage came to AEW and ultimately challenged like Kenny for the title. But those matches turned out to be pretty good. Right? Yeah. They were overachievers. Yeah, he's yeah, we 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 saw we talked about that before like nobody gave a fuck. We don't give a fuck and like everybody kind of shits on it, but what can you say? He's had nothing but great matches when he's when he's when he's had them. So, or at least good. And I think yeah. this was good. But I yeah. mean, I you know, I haven't thought about it since it ended pretty fair much. Enough, fair but, enough. Uh, but uh, then we get a couple run-ins at the end, right? Yep, we get a post-match beatdown with Jurassic Express and Red Dragon. Then uh, Hangman Adam Page comes down. Big reaction for him, of course. Uh, he says that we'll have him the title match next week on Rampage Live, and it's a Texas death match. Yeah, of course. Texas death match um, in Texas. So Page had some awesome fucking fire during this little segment yeah. when he came out. Like, he was... He was hitting, man. Like, he gets in his face. They do the forehead-to-forehead thing. Like, Adam Cole looks legit intimidated. Like, he was fired up, man. Like, I was feeling that through the screen. When it, and it works really well for this feud, right? Because, I mean, we've we've kind of complained about the build for, like, this rematch. But, you know, the idea basically is that Adam Cole's, like, annoying Hangman until he gives him that rematch, right? And this came across like a guy who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking sick of you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you in this match, and you'll shut up. That I, and I'm the champion. Yeah. And that's exactly the fire he came out with. So Joey and I are both Texas guys. If you were going to book a Texas death match and you wanted it to be the most Texas, Texas death match there was, what would the match involve? Uh, taped up fist, jeans, and a fucking button down sleeveless shirt. <laughs> that's what they actually, that's all they do. Yeah. But I'm asking you, yeah, I'm asking you what, what you would book. That's what I would do. Uh, that's what I would do. A fucking QT. Like a QT fucking sponsors it. Um, I don't fucking know. <laughs> put it <laughs> out. Put it Marshall. outside no, in front QT of Big Marshall. Tech. Quick like, trip. Yeah, be, yeah, Big Tech's like yeah, Big Tech's uh, imagery. Uh, I mean, like QT the fucking gas station. All right, I will <laughs> yeah. tell you what I would. do. First of all, all right, let's hear it. I would turn the AC off in the fucking building. Bucky's. <laughs> okay. All right. No, no. <laughs> I would turn the AC off in the fucking building. Second of all, it would be a lumberjack match, but instead of wrestlers from the back, it would be the dudes that hang out along the peripheral, the Bucky's parking lot, talking about their rights <laughs> to bear arms. Those would be the lumberjacks. Those would be the most fucking terrifying. <laughs> wait, wait, will they be bearing arms? Wait, no, 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 no. I don't think they would be doing that. I think they. I think what's more important to them is just be talking and convincing people how great Bucky's is. <laughs> yeah if you get thrown out of the ring you have to hear their spiel about yeah. Bucky. oh, dude God. bucky's is so good you gotta check it out it's an experience oh <laughs> uh, my god but yeah that's i think what it's gonna be is what you said they'll have taped up fists and jeans and that's, all, shirts that's and, all i want to see honestly i just want to that sounds cool to me where that where's that one gonna be in san antonio or something well that is on friday is that friday yeah that's friday so they're doing the Texas death match on that. Oh yeah, because they're gonna be in Louisiana Wednesday. That's oh, right. Yeah. So the Texas death match is gonna be here in Dallas, and so is uh, Battle of the Belts yeah, for a for a live rampage at a special time. What was it? Seven or six? I think seven your time, six mine. Damn. Okay. Or seven my time, six your time. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so next up, we had Samoa Joe versus Max Caster for the Owen Hart uh, qualifier match. Uh, Caster's rap, he says that uh, Samoa Joe's not tough. He's just injury prone. He was the champ of NXT when uh, they beat them in the ratings and that he wears a towel because he's uh, busy beating himself. I like uh, yeah, and he he also made a reference to TNA X Division. Yeah, he said yeah. he's main event Joe's X Division. I love how we go over a rap, like we break down a rap song. Oh, well, that's why Max Caster is on every fucking episode yeah. of either Dynamite or Rampage. If he, did you take that away and maybe he's just, you know, another guy or he's on dark? No, I think you're missing my point. <laughs> oh, I, just, I think it's funny that we are breaking down a rap. Like it's like yeah. just some white guys breaking down a rap. <laughs> yeah, it's what we need to be it doing. Sounds, it yeah. sounds so funny. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I guess you're missing my point. Don't kill the bit, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, I mean, dude, don't bury the lead. It's Max Caster. If you don't talk about his little freestyle at the beginning of the match, like you're you're fucking burying the lead. You might as well be Keith Lee rapping. Why don't we just rap it next time? We'll just do our own rendition. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just uh, you know, give me like the acclaim yeah. theme. Yeah, and just yeah, I'll tap on the mic and give you a beat. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's All right, next it. time I'll, I'll I'll write down the whole transcript and we'll do it. Yeah, let's do it next time. I'll do it. Uh, I'm down. All right. So the match itself was a borderline squash. Uh, Joe beats him into the corner. He does a little jig. Uh, that was kind of funny. The crowd popped for it. He does a lot of athletic stuff um, that I feel like he hasn't Look, really... The only thing people need to know about this match is Joe was fucking awesome. He was. Everybody knows Samoa Joe. He was back in a big fucking way, and he hit the fucking muscle buster, and it was a big deal. A move deal. that should be banned. It shouldn't be banned. <laughs> yeah, they banned it in WWE. Did Max Caster um, suffer a career-ending injury? I think yeah. he actually just died. Yeah, he just died. Okay. He died from the vertical suplex bump. <laughs> like, it's so stupid that that move is banned. Uh, that move rules. It was so fucking awesome to see it back. Awesome to see Samoa Joe back in his element. That's all you need to know. He was fucking great. We then get a sort of confrontation from Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Uh, they're backstage. They have a video thing, you know, zooming into Joe, if you will. Uh, they say that uh, they never answered his phone call, and he only he's a gold digger because he only answered the phone for Tony. And they promise that they're going to give him a present next week that's befitting him. So obviously Ooh. they're going to try to screw him in some way, but we'll see what it yeah. is. Um, awesome. It's cool that they're doing like these... Uh, Mixing in these Ring of Honor uh, storylines as well. Joe got a good reaction from the Boston crowd too. Everyone, most awesome. people had a good reaction. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this crowd was fucking hot, red hot all night. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it died down for Rampage, but I mean, they, that was you know, two hours in. It was still pretty hot though, like especially yeah. the main event. But yeah, we'll get there. Uh, we then have Tony Schiavone with the Blackpool Combat Club. Regal is off his nut with excitement. Uh, that Mox is going to demolish Yuta on Rampage, and uh, Danielson's going to beat uh, Tremperetta on Rampage as well. Uh, we then have Sean Spears versus Captain uh, Sean Dean, previously beat MJF in a match by technicality. Uh, disqualification, technically. MJF's on commentary. Uh, Spears is beating him up until we get uh, Wardlow coming in, beating his way through security again, distracting Spears. He gets pinned. Yeah, that was kind of just a quick thing, you know, just advancing that whole storyline. Don't really have a whole lot to say about that. So at what yeah. point do they do something where MJF sues him for breaching his contract? 
I don't oh think my god, and we have to we have to sit through the court. You know, honestly, <laughs> the court, the honestly, fucking, do a honest, kangaroo court. Honestly, it makes less sense if he doesn't. So I can't, like some part of me really wants to see that shit. So <laughs> I just like, want to make sense. not a great legal mind, you know. I just want to make it. Want to, I just want it to make sense. Instead of uh, and but we don't actually see the court proceedings. We just get Sammy Guevara out in the picture in picture, like with um, court transcript. Oh my god! Right. Oh my gosh, dude. That put that honestly that put over the note card segment with me. I don't know. That'd be better. <laughs> yeah, people would actually might like uh, that. Uh, we got that on this show too, didn't we? Oh yeah, that was that was on our next page, show. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. That's a okay. that's a nice topic. Okay. Tony backstage again with the best friends. Uh, Chuck says that he's upset. Wheeler Yuta's distancing himself from the group. Chen says that he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't ever like Yuta. Doesn't care if he leaves. We then get a kind of weird segment. Uh, Eddie and Santana Ortiz are fighting the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. I thought this was just like an earlier in the day type video package. But then they come to the ring. No music, but like Eddie puts it over like that was the point. I don't know if that was actually the point or if it was like a technical issue. Uh, He calls Jericho a two-faced coward, says he'll attack the JAS, uh, even with their wife and kids. Just runs them all down, says he knows where Daniel Garcia lives, and he's going to go to his house and beat the shit out of him. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) that house was uh, New Japan Strong. Yeah, which, I mean, of course, that episode of Strong, I think, was taped before this. But, yeah, Eddie showed up on on Strong in a tag match, and he went right after Daniel Garcia, so they carried over some AEW. In fact, there was a lot of AEW crossover on the um, most recent episode of Strong, but other than the Eddie Garcia stuff, it was like the factory coming out and challenging LA Dojo, which is a match I guess they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to do at Windy City. Are they going to do that at Windy, Windy well, City did, or the next did big Mutiny, Strong show? Did Mutiny happen this weekend? I feel like it did. I think it did? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. If so, if that, so, it might have happened on mutiny. I'm not really sure. Yeah, oh wrapping up God. that promo, Santana called um, them the Jericho Bitch Society, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, next up, another Tony Schiavone segment. They they have this guy just run all around the arena these days. Uh, he brings out Jade Cargill and Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, Jade introduces her baddie section, uh, just some women that she's friends with, I guess. I look like some girls from like a local modeling agency. Yeah, they probably got yeah. I thought that's what she was calling her fans, the baddies. But she said she was personally friends with them. Uh, it's supposed to be like her hot girlfriends. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be what it is. Um, they talk about how Shafir's no baddie. Jade calls her trash, says that she's sick of MMA rejects and wrestling. Honestly, Shot at a, uh, I was going to say honestly uh, true, but that's not true. I actually like some of the MMA people. You like Shafir. Yeah, I like Shafir for sure. That's exactly she's what awesome. I was thinking of. Yeah, she's fantastic. Well, it's kind of funny, too, because I was thinking about this literally last week when we were watching Mania that, you know, I know we criticize like Jade's in-ring work and she's no technical master or anything. But like, unlike Rhonda, it feels like she at least tries and has like a presence like she actually cares. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take Jade Cargill all day over fucking Ronda Rousey. Jesus Christ. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. The shot was well deserved. (laughs) Yeah. So we then have MJF and Sean Spears in the back. He's telling Warlow that there'll be a double security next week, and he challenges Sean Dean next week. He mocks him, like, salute the captain, and then says that he'll get a purple heart after what he'll do to him next week. (laughs) Insane. Good promo. (laughs) Yeah. Then we had Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardys in a convoluted-as-fuck table match. God, this was the worst part of Dynamite. This is one of the worst things I've seen on Dynamite in a while. Just... 
I just fucking had no idea what the fuck was going on. I don't know yeah. if I missed the rules or if I just didn't understand them. They were just so hard to follow. They repeated them a few times, but I, I think it's just that the rules are dumb. So the way this table match worked was it was like if you go through a table, you're eliminated. And but it has to be through like an offensive move. That being said, because it's like a no DQ match, no one's like eliminated per se. It's just that like if both guys go through a table at some point through an offensive move, that team loses. That's fucking garbage. And then you had to keep up with who is what. Like, oh, my God, this was fucking horrible. Because people went through tables, you know, a bit because they, you know, someone dodged with a spear or a splash or something. So that person went through a table. But that's not, you know, an offensive move by the other person. I mean, the the action was fine, but man, like the rules really took something out of this. They didn't do a very good job of putting it over, but no, no skin off their hands, man, because uh, there wasn't a, the easiest stipulation to explain in the amount of time they, they have sh- to do it before the match is underway. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have fucking done it. They should have just called if they wanted to shouldn't do have it, done it. If they wanted a bunch of table spots and just do a no disqualification yeah. match and just fucking throw a bunch of tables under there and do fucking table Straight spots. Up, yeah. 100%. Like, that simple. Come shot credits. Yeah, this sucked, and and you know we 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 like butchering the blade quite a bit, but you know not even their involvement could save this. Oh, by the way, that um that six man with uh, the factory that that didn't happen at Mutiny. It's happening at Windy City this weekend. Okay, so. there we go. <laughs> Back on track. Uh, with the at the, at the end of the match, there was the HF the AFO came down. Uh, my favorite thing about this was just uh, Andrade like kind of selling for like sting and darby like he's like afraid of them and he uses the bunny as a human shield from sting with the bat i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> what a heel uh then we had jurassic express backstage they said that red dragon isn't good enough to challenge them because their rankings but they'll challenge red dragon so you know jumping jeff farmer jungle boy promo so the first <laughs> two segments of of dynamite were pretty good the cole and christian mm-hmm. cage match was fine the Smojo. you know fight the the page fire up after the match was good. Samoa Joe was fucking awesome. After that, man, the quality took took a real dive, and I felt that you know Tony could do that. He could advance some storylines in a low key way, knowing that this main event is coming tonight. Right. I, I think that he had that. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm not gonna say trump card anymore. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, but he had that ace in his in his sleeve. And oh I think boy. that's why we, we have get, one more match did, before the main did event. This, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get. We've it. got Julia Hart versus Hikaru Shida for the Owen Hart Qualifier Cup. This ended exactly the way you expected, but I did not expect it to be nearly as competitive as it was. Uh, Julia Hart seems to be going full heel. She kicks out the varsity uh, blondes because she's you know cheating and whatnot. And they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" And she's just like, "Get out." Uh, I think this is the best she's looked personally. I want to but see yeah, some, it was just kind of here. I want to see some vignettes. If she's turning bad and she's the varsity blonde girl cheerleader, I want to see some vignettes of her like hanging out <laughs> like in some fucking alleyway, fucking smoking cigarettes. Like I want to see shit like that. I want to see her fucking doing. So you want her to play out your goth cheerleader fetish is what no, you're saying. No, <laughs> just, no not at all because I don't like cigarettes. But like, uh, no, I just want to see her freaking being bad, like the fucking your goth straight edge uh, cheerleader. <laughs> <fetish>. <laughs> no, I yeah. said cigarettes. I wanted to see smoking cigarettes. 
when she points them to the back and tells them to get out, she looks exactly like a cartoon character. Like you could see, she did, um, yeah, like Powerpuff Girl or like Angelica <laughs> from Red Rugrats or something. It was spot on cartoon. Do we get another chapter in the hottest rivalry in wrestling today? Following this match, yeah, uh, fucking Serena D versus Hikaru Shida. The rivalry everyone's talking about. Uh, it's not. I mean, I like I like Serena Deeb. I don't. This, this feud's not doing anything for me. I want to see Serena Deeb wrestle other people. It's going on for a long time. It sure is. Uh, like, yeah, I, th- I thought. It was I feel over. like. Yeah, I feel like they should transition them to someone else. Like, I mean, yeah, they have good matches, but like, I felt like the point was like kind of like build Deeb as a heel for you know Thunder Rosa eventually to go after or go at, but. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. There's still a little time. There's still a little time because uh, Thunder Rosa has her hands tied. So um, there's still some time. So we'll see. The only way egg ends up on our face or in my case, I hope it's just egg ends up on my face is if they have an incredible blow off match that we just don't see coming right now. Right. And if can, they can, can do happen. that, if they can do that, I will come back and eat crow. I'll, I'll mention All it. Right. But for right now, oh, my God, I'm fucking tired of this. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And before the main event, we also had a quick backstage segment teasing Jamie Hader and Tony Storm in the future, probably in the cup. Uh, you know they're gonna end up putting Tony Storm, their fucking new fucking toy, over, and I don't like that. I want to see Jamie Hader fucking start to move up the ranks. That needs to happen. Yeah, she needs yeah. to. Yeah. She needs to beat her. She needs to beat her. And well, it doesn't have to be in the first Storm. round either. Yeah, no, hopefully they don't. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope, hopefully, like wherever they are in the bracket, it's like at least a quarterfinal or semifinal. But yeah, Hater needs to beat her. Like she came out, she's had, she won her debut. She can win a, a match or two in the tournament. Storm, I mean, but yeah. Hater needs to beat her. Hater is fucking awesome. Yeah, she needs to be, if not the champion of this tournament, then in the finals. Agreed. And now the main event, Young Bucks versus FTR2 for the ROH and AAA Tag Team Championships. This match is everything you thought it would be and more. It fucking delivered. What a fucking match. I don't think it was as good as Briscoe's versus FTR to you guys. But no, but no, I don't. That's such a hard, hard bar to fucking. I feel like like there was just a certain atmosphere to that one because it was like the first time ever. Whereas this is the second time ever. I think the I think the match itself was like a lot better though too. But with that said, the crowd was fucking super hot for FDR Bucks. I've been saying this for a while. Like this is the money match that they want to do in front of a fucking crowd. Like I and and look at it. Like holy shit, everybody wanted to see this. People still wanted to see this. I don't think anybody was satisfied with their first match during the COVID era. I think in in a lot of ways, I think people don't even feel like it exists because it just didn't happen in front of fans. I wouldn't go that far, but it feels well, like it. Yeah, and I can't even remember who went over in that match. I remember the it Bucks did really good. Okay, that was when they won the titles. Rubber matches in order, probably on a pay per view. Hell if not yeah! The next pay per view, yeah. then down the line. If you're not right? looking forward to that, then why are you watching wrestling? Holy fuck! This was awesome. Yeah, uh, the finish was great too. Um, I mean, both groups had like stolen each other's finisher, but the FTR hits the BTE trigger. Then they did the Adam Cole spot where they kissed. Uh, Matt Jackson on the cheeks, and then they <laughs> hit the big rig. They won. Uh, there was actually someone tweeted out the Japanese commentary for this, and it's it really added like this extra thing to it when you just have like you're like oh big rig, 
Oh, I need to see that. Japanese commentary is so much better. And it I'm, really is. Why 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 do we even watch Kevin Kelly? You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I've always I've kind of wondered I, that too. He's a little bit better, but man, the Japanese commentary is always so much more fun. It, yeah, it is hear, a lot more fun. You gotta send me that clip that clip. Yeah, yeah I will. I, I need to see it too. Yeah, I want to see that. There was also a false finish to this you match know, where that they Oh yeah. The, you know, they counted three, ring the bell, but you know, the ref had noticed Cash Wheeler's leg had fallen onto the rope, and so they... I don't think they actually rung the bell yet. Yeah, it rang. It rang. I, I kind of oh, watched yeah. it again before we re- recorded. By the um, way, the... Com- yeah, they rang it. By the way, the commentary team for the Japanese shows is one of them is Shingo. Who is the other guy? Uh, wait, Shingo was... Yeah. Uh, was Shingo, Shingo was calling this Shingo's, match? Yeah, Shingo's one of the com- one of the uh, commentators on the... On the uh, on the AEW shows for, for so they're Japan probably show. not doing it live. They're probably just going back and doing yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I know Shingo. I don't know who the other one is, but I know Shingo is one of them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I gotta hear that. That dude knows wrestling, so I, that's awesome. They fucking hear that he's doing commentary for him. Somebody subtitled that straight for up. Us. Just watch <laughs> subtitle commentary. Oh, God, <laughs> the English we, dub is just available. <laughs> Right, straight. Well, up. you know, we watched some of that old, uh, jo- that old Joshi stuff we that did. had the promo subtitled. And man, mm-hmm. I was, I was super happy to find that, and it really added a lot. Like getting those, you know, pre and post match interviews subtitled on those legendary mm-hmm. shows. I also that was so cool. Somebody needs to do that with like, just straight up fan sub the all Japan nineties all Japan classic catalog and oh that'd be awesome get it out there oh, i would love to jesus see, that'd I, be fu- oh my god i love even just watching those like on the new japan site you can like click the uh not site but their youtube channel you can click um like the closed captioning and just choose english and they actually have the english subtitles for um for japanese content that they have on there i i, I need to look up and see if at least some of like the famous matches have um some type of subtitles if not for the, the interviews and full-on uh commentary so, yeah. but yeah uh back to this match yeah i'm with you it wasn't as it, it suffered a little bit from having to follow ftr and, and briscoe's and being on tv and commercial breaks and the fact and this is the thing that disappointed me the most if you've been listening to the show you could you probably know what's coming the Briscoes didn't show up at the end of this fucking match. Yeah, I thought for sure they would show up, even though there's all that stuff about oh, them. I wish I could say I thought for sure. Mm-hmm. I was hoping against hope that they would, man. But they already went. They already went like a little over time. You know, they didn't have time for the Briscoes. They got to cut the Briscoes. <laughs> you, hey, you you tell the Briscoes that they're cut. I don't think I don't think it was that. I think they just didn't plan. I think they planned on just using the time. <laughs> Listen, what I'm saying. like yeah. I mean, they did it at GCW. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They had to cut. Yeah. Yeah. And then by uh, he, Stephanie McMahon's personal friend, close personal friend, Brett Lauderdale. Brett, Brett Lauderdale. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So that's enough about this match because this match was amazing. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you owe it to yourself to watch this match. Um. Go out of your. This is one of those matches to go out of your way to watch. So do so. The Briscoes didn't show up on AEW Dynamite, but. They did drop the GCW titles that we saw them win in Dallas mm-hmm. uh, at the San Francisco GCW shows this weekend to Bussy. Bussy. So, Bussy. Bussy. Man. Bussy. I'm thinking of the, yeah. Bussy, yeah. Uh, Bussy. Bussy are those jabronis from fucking PCW <laughs> in Arlington. 
You know, I'm, that's right. I'm glad no. they. I'm glad they had the Briscoes. Nobody someone. knows what we're talking about, know, but I'm buddy. fucking dying laughing at that. <laughs> the hits. I'm tired, man. I can't believe the Bussy Brothers fucking. And my, my that's a Freudian slip, though. Straight I, up. I'm glad they had the 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 Briscoes pin someone who wasn't in a tag match to win the titles. They were gonna drop the next week. Yeah, what right? the fuck? Oh, that's God. so insane. But you know, I don't know if that was like supposed. Was that like a PR stunt? Was that to show that the Briscoes are fine? Like, or that that. Uh, Somebody like Effie was fine to work with the Briscoes and they were willing to drop the titles to, to Effie. Like, what, what, what? Is that what this was? Was this a statement or was this what they were planning on doing? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't, that might have played into it in a minor way or they knew they had the Briscoes booked for those shows. Yeah. And maybe they had something else going on for second gear crew or whatever. Yeah. So. I saw the finish too and it was just. It was not a great finish for wrestling, but you know, whatever. Congratulations to Effie and Allie Catch. We didn't watch those shows. We didn't get to it, but I want you guys to react to something, a couple things I heard. Number one, Chris Dickinson versus Masha Slamovich, Modi candidate. <laughs> That's the type of shit I was hearing online. Really? GCW, the, the hype that comes out of the GCW shows. Masha wrestled... Uh... Janela too, didn't she? I think on one of the nights she wrestled Janela, Janela and the other night Dickinson. I, I saw uh, I saw a brief clip and yeah, I mean it was a cool spot and everything. But it's just it's tough to think that what am I talking about? I'm throwing logic out the window. Like weight differences don't matter in GCW obviously. Yeah. And I don't know who went over and all that stuff and maybe it was a really good fucking match. I don't I'm the, I'm that asshole who's belittling it without actually seeing it. I like Chris Dickinson and I really like uh, Masha yeah. Slamovich. But, me too, me too. But man, like the size difference is insane. And uh, who knows? But you're like yeah. you said, maybe it's amazing. Like, I don't know. Like, we we were just joking about, oh, there's a GCW event this weekend. So we're going to see them retweet how it's the greatest event ever and yeah. nobody miss it and make sure to go out of your way to watch it. And this is match of the year. I've seen, match of the I've year. seen so, I, and I saw some stuff like that. And to be fair, like I saw some pretty cool fucking spots. Like I saw, it, maybe it was a good show. Suzuki yeah. and and Suzuki Speedball. And Spe- all the all the spots with uh, Suzuki and Speedball were amazing. Like they like I saw those clips and they looked great. So I am gonna go back and watch that uh, some point this week. And then I saw like uh, some pretty cool stuff with Jordan Oliver. Um, he does this cool thing where he fucking throws Jack Cartwheel on the ropes and like drapes him over the ropes and the guy bounces off and then he bounces back to him and he turns it into a sit out power bomb. Insane shit. Like that was cool. Uh, I mean, that's just a spot, you know, it doesn't say anything about the match itself, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, I always find it amusing that you always tell me this like stuff that that's cool that Jordan Oliver has done that I have not seen. And I kind of want right. to keep it that way. I just kind of want to only see like him at his worst, and like, just never yeah. alter my opinion of him. Like, like I talk, I talk, I talk highly of him, and then you fucking, you're like, okay, this is the guy you've been talking about. <laughs> like, you see, he's uh, he's booked against Alex Shelley coming up. Yeah, so if he can't have a good match with Alex Shelley, then he's then not good. You yeah, go, you can go ahead and cement your opinion about him. <laughs> straight up, straight up. I'm gonna watch that match. Is that gonna be in Detroit? You would think, but I'm not sure where you should, the next You should go on. to that show, EOD. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I'll have to check the schedule for where <laughs> drag it's your, at. Drag your brother just, out there and watch the show. Just, dude, and again, follow our advice and just pay for standing room because yeah, you can get uh, as close yeah. and it's yeah. way cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Double shot weekend. Those shows are a lot of fun. They're always double shot weekends, I think. 
worth worth going to for sure especially yeah if Alex they're fun but they're, it, i think suzuki will probably be working well no because there's windy city i'm not sure he, he might. might he probably they have he uh, might they have work a, the second well, day, first or second they have day. graphics that have him and a bunch of other people they don't have listed on the card so okay. who knows <laughs> So if they do Saturday Sunday, well, GCW work GCW likes to do that. They like to the they like sprinkle match announcement throughout the week. They kind of do that for like Twitter, like a uh, buzz and everything. They're pretty good at their social media game, to be honest. And they're good at 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 round robining their matches. And mm-hmm. oh, we haven't seen these guys ever or in a while. But they're not necessarily good at building any you know actual feuds yeah yeah or storylines storylines unless yeah unless somebody's or or riveting characters that aren't just created by the actual workers themselves and other promotions and things so hey we saw ninja mac on this week's botchamania episode so like, so like he, he did the people, yeah no 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 he he did the intro oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's he true. did the intro so now you know he's over <laughs> just that's kidding hilarious. Yeah. he's arrived he's arrived so this let's run through rampage but i will say this is the best rampage i can remember in some time oh, rampage was one so good. exception oh what what do you think that was we'll we'll get to oh it. okay all right uh, let's go so we start off with brian danielson versus trent beretta i thought this was a yeah. pretty good hard-hitting match you had regal on commentary he's always a treat um or probably you know i don't know what the appropriate british saying would be instead of treat but you know insert that instead but I thought it was pretty good. Danielson wins with a gotch style pile driver. He goes for some stomps, and then he uh, he technically wins with a submission after that, and Trent passes out. So this kind of served the same function, well, without any like title match implications at the end. But in terms of like the type of match it is, and it being an opener, kind of serves the same purpose that Cage and fucking. Um, uh, adam cole had but this is better this was a better match it's yeah this was way better (laughs) we then have a hook interview is it dasha interviewing him we haven't seen her in a while um he's just eating chips says nothing once again no sells dan hausen's curse that's that segment keep keep dan hausen the fuck away from hook i think it's a mismatch for sure keep hook serious keep him beating ass and don't fuck this up. Shit. What are they going to do with Danhausen? I don't know. What are they What are they going to do? Is he going to have a, is he going to wrestle? I would I would I'd think so. so. I mean, he's I a wrestler. Like, I feel like he still must yeah. be like hurt, but like maybe like Oh, maybe. Because I know he had that like leg injury and maybe he can like he can walk, but he can't really, you know. I think he he bumps. said he was cleared. Cleared could mean multiple things, but I don't know. I guess. I guess, but if I hope they don't debut him against Hook. Yeah, same. Yeah, oh my god, because then Hook's gonna have to lose. Yeah, don't do that. Don't fucking do that. Do not fuck this up, please. <laughs> Begging you don't fuck up Hook, please. God. Now finally, we have Joey's mark out moment of the week. Mine? The men of okay. the year promo. Oh, Scorpio Sky brags about ending the open challenge, and then Sammy <laughs> and Ty Conti come out. They cut a super shitty promo. <laughs> the crowd, uh, I feel like you could hear groans. Yeah, you could. They turned on them. They're, they're, they're fucking, yeah. they didn't go a heat. They turned on them to like, like they don't have Cody to boo out of the building anymore, so now they're booing them out of the building. But it's just so insane. 
Sammy was just getting massive baby face like yeah. uh, love, you know. And just, Ty was like over as like a likable baby face too. Yeah, and now on her like own. This, yeah. Now nobody wants to see them together. What the fuck is going on? And they're horrible together. Dan Lambert ate him alive. Is a baby. Is a baby face. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He ate him alive on the mic. Ate him alive. He's, he says that their parents have endured enough embarrassment for their lifetime. Um, <laughs> so that they're just gonna, you know, bury them. Ethan Page also buries him too. He says that he only laces his boots for big money matches. Uh, says that Sammy and Ty are PR disasters, and that he, uh, or PR disasters waiting to happen. And he says that he hopes his kid never grows up to be like her. Uh, and then Sammy's like, "I don't, I don't give a, give a shit, shit about your shit kid. About, shit, I don't give a shit about your kid. Like, what, what a baby face! Shit, dude. What a oh baby my face! God, dude, he's <laughs> terrible." Oh yeah, so God. I mean, I think you know it's kind of like MJF did a good job avoiding this when you know the the crowd really looked started, and we still look forward to his his insults, right? Right. But he did it. He did a really good job with making sure that he was still getting the booze, whether or not it was like participation booze or actual heat. He did a good job to make sure he's still getting that like low sound coming over when he when he entered. I don't know that Dan Lambert is that good because I think it's reached a point where like mm. his promos are so entertaining that people look forward to them and they have that men of the year are is a baby face group now. Well, and as long as long as they're coming out against Brandy <laughs> Rhodes, as long as they're coming out against Tay and Sammy, they're babyface. I'm okay. Even exactly. Cody near the uh, end yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He, they they keep making them work with people that they fuck that people despise. Well, that was a desperate attempt to get like Cody over again as a babyface, and it just yeah. <laughs> didn't work. Like have him feud with Adam Page and see if you get the same reaction. But dude, he's so good on the mic, and seeing him eat them alive was just fucking fantastic. Oh my god! I, I, you're right though. I look forward to seeing Dan Lambert every week. I'm stoked to see him. We have almost since day one. Well, we look forward to seeing MJF too. Yeah, and he's just figured out how you know, to, like I said, to make sure he gets booze, whether or not it's actual heat or right or it's part- I think it's like participation heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh, Which I'm gonna fine. shit on your it's town. I call you all. Yeah, you know, like the way people boozers. like the way people were booing Joey Janela at GCW. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, at least you know. But he was Janela, still getting a lot of cheers too. So yeah, too. M- MJF wipes his ass with Joey Janela's fucking yeah ability to, to get heat. Yeah, it's not even close. We then had Swerve Strickland versus QT Marshall with the Factory uh, at ringside. Chris Jericho's not there on commentary this week, but he made sure to you know voice in this clip that QT Marshall is the sports entertainer of the week. He had a vignette. Yeah. A whole he had a vignette, promo sports entertainment of the week. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that fucking rule. I love QT. I think he's fucking good. Swerve is awesome. Swerve is the goddamn star. He sure is. Yeah. And of course, Swerve wins this match because he's the new star, and QT is uh, forever the under guy. Uh, but he's great at that role. Uh, Ricky interrupts. Uh, he is also on commentary, obviously, and he says that he has unfinished business and challenges Swerve and Keith to a tag match next week. It was. It's in weird. His hometown. It, yeah, awesome. Yep. But it's also weird having the the heels make the challenge. But that's fucking great. I can't. That's fucking great. I can't wait to see that. Louisiana. That'll be dynamite, right? Yes. All yes, right. I believe so. Stoke. We then have a Marina Shafir video package. Uh, she begs to be the solution to the equation or something. A little weird. She's be- well, well, she's the she's the, what is she the 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 the. 
pro- the, 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 the problem. problem the problem she, she's she the begs problem. to be solved begs to be solved i yeah. beg you to solve she's the problem and then she says she's the pro- what i don't fucking know something about solving problems well there was a there was yeah she's the problem and then jade shot back well i'm the problem solver bitch and she's or whatever like, please and she solve said, me oh, I, please solve yeah. me whatever okay and i can't remember if she said bitch like every other no she didn't know, she just said line. she just said she just said please solve me something like that she's like i beg to be solved yeah. or something like that and she didn't say bitch at the end so it was good and short yeah and i'm and i'm okay with it and i'm excited to see her and i'm really excited to see if that's going to be a good match or a train wreck i hope it's a, <laughs> i hope it's a fucking squash i hope fucking maria shafir fucking shows up big time Puts I can't it, see so, it being a I, no, yeah, no. Finally put Jade through some adversity. Let's go. Jade needs it. A squash is not the kind of adversity I would put. She needs it. She needs it. Yeah, you Just might be right. a loss might be it. Maybe a loss. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't. Like, a squash, then like you've... Imagine her. Imagine Jade getting taken by surprise. And just getting fucking wrecked by her, and then she wants a fucking rematch, and they get the fucking real rematch at the fucking PPV or something. Well, when's the last time that they had a big debut take on a champion who's got momentum? Because they don't like to beat their debuting wrestlers unless they're. I mean, they had the open challenges, the TNT open challenges. That's true. Okay, but yeah, but and this is explicit. It's the TBS title, so yeah. Yeah, but it, it seems like Shafir is they've announced her prior to this open challenge as arriving in AEW. So it doesn't seem well, like she's it's just like been in AEW. She has a winning streak. That's okay. That's they've, right. They've yeah, acknowledged she's done that. some dark they've done some dark stuff, yeah. So it's not it's not like a proper debut, that's true. Right. Speaking of debuts, or at least what I think is a debut. Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet for the Owen Hart uh, Cup qualifier match. Willow's so good. Holy shit. Crowd was really behind her. I think she's from Boston, but still, they they might have been behind her any, anyway. Anywhere. She's She was a lot better here than she was in, well, I don't know if I can even blame her for what happened in Ring of Honor now. And maybe that's just reflecting even more poorly on Martinez now that Willow had... Such a good match with Red Velvet. She was great, right? Willow, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. Willow was fucking fantastic. I was excited and I was in- invested in seeing her in uh, on Rampage. And uh, holy fuck, dude, I wanted her to win so bad. And people were into her. They were fucking going crazy. I don't know if like they had just seen her in like on the Ring of Honor show. And they're they just announced coming straight, her yeah. as, as from Boston, Massachusetts. That so too. Yeah, I, that too. I don't know. I don't Surely know. a lot of these people saw apparently the the the, the pay per view the ROH pay per view did some decent yeah. buys. So surely yeah. these people are coming off the heels of that. And Willow was amazing. Like, god damn. She was good. She was good. Yeah, this was she's, really good. She's she's legit. And uh we need to see more of her, and I guess we will. She did lose to Red Velvet. Um Crowd was definitely mixed with the reaction. There was definitely some boos there. Um, Red Velvet's still a baby face, so there's kind of, you know, a little bit of cheers, but not a lot. Um, if I had to guess, I, I can't see Red Velvet going super far in this cup, to be honest, but you need people to fill the brackets. And Yeah, I wish Willow would have made it further. Yeah, next we had a quick little Tony Nese interview. It says that he was the hottest free agent signing in the history of... Uh, I think just wrestling period, not just AEW. Um, Amazing. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. Uh, then smart Mark Sterling comes out, says that he agrees with him and gives him his card. So it seems like we might be getting a group. Uh, 
with Tony Nese. We'll see. Or are they just going to add him to the little to Mark, Mark, Mark Sterling's shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, was they mentioned that he's, you know, obviously he has Jade, but he's also MJF's lawyer, which hasn't really been a factor. Yeah, they right. might be adding him to. They might be adding him to the pinnacle. Ooh, yeah, they're, they're going to need some new members. <laughs> he'd be a yeah. good fit. Yeah, he'd be we'll a real good it. fit. Okay. And next right. up, the main event: John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. I was gonna say Mox cut a great promo at the start uh, with you know the Mark Henry time for the main event segment. He's like, "It's not my job to give you respect." That he's gonna spill his guts in the ring and see what he's made of, that and that cool. it's not pure rules. Yeah, it's not for the ROH pure title or anything. That promo was cool. That was my favorite, like Mark Henry main time for the main event mm-hmm. segment. I think yet. I am a little higher on Yuta than I can't remember where you landed on him, Doc, before, but I know Joey was like, I like on him. him like the Yo- Yoshihashi. I, like him he is, I still think he's Yoshihashi. Like, he's good. Uh-huh. I do. I still think, I think he's good, but he's still kind of dorky. And here's the thing like, Davey, like a lot of people are saying, oh, Wheeler Yuta's made. He's a made man. He's a made man. I still don't think so. And I know Davey asked, did we just see him get made? And yeah, you kind of did, but it, I don't think he's really going to be made until you see how they capitalize on it. Because if he comes out doing the same shit, wearing the same lame gear with the same goofy fucking look on his face, he needs new gear. Yeah. He's get, yeah. Um, guess what? He's not a made man because he fucking just does the same shit. It's going to fucking, it'll like, it'll completely be like lost. Like it, it, they'll completely undo everything that they did. This was a great match. This was a phenomenal match. This was a great way to get somebody over without having the, to without having with with while having them lose. Like it was fantastic. Everything on paper was great. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he looks kind of like a dork. I just think he it's time for the change. Like this is the time. So that's my opinion on it. Couple things. This was a fantastic match. So they have this on Dynamite. They had FTR Bucks too. We've been chronicling this streak that they're on of having mm-hmm. at least one fantastic match. Yeah, on yeah. TV. That was this was that, and then some. Man, I thought this was fucking great. And I they it was did awesome. They, they did all the false finishes and stuff that you you see criticized, but man, it really worked here. His crimson mask was just fucking gnarly. It was so good. They did that curb stomp spot on was it like the outside or on the steps yeah it was on the steps yeah like i've seen lesser versions of this done as like go away injury angles for people you've seen like this as oh yeah those kind of spots in an angle where guys get taken out yeah you know, yeah yeah and like in wwe they, they do it all the time where it's just like their arm like this was yeah. his whole head you like you heard like the cling against the yeah thing. he was bleeding it was a, it was a great a, spot an amazing spot yeah he came up bleeding. Maybe it was a bit overkill, but good. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what we wanted. Right. There was maybe there was a lot of overkill in this match, I mean, but they went. They pulled out all the stops. To, to, all to the like, stops were pulled out. Yeah, no, they, they took worked. no chances. They took no chances at all. He kicked like, out of two paradigm shifts. One was elevated, and that's a relatively protected finisher in AEW. Yeah, I it's think super there's only protected. Been like a couple people. That I don't think any, nobody nobody's kicked out of the elevated one, and I think he's the first. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, I like. And then he didn't submit to like the bulldog choke either. The, yeah, the first time he, he put it on, out. he just stopped. Well, the first time he put it on, he just stopped because he was like, "Fuck, what? This guy's not tapping yeah. out. What the fuck?" 
and and then I think he hit him with a paradigm shift again, and then he put it on him again. I think that's when he passed out. Yeah, he just passed yeah. out like Steve Austin, straight up. Like there uh, was they even they even actually copied uh maybe not copied exactly, but it was really similar the uh, sharp mm-hmm. sharpshooter spot from the yeah. uh, Austin Bret Hart match with the with the push up and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I was this was phenomenal, phenomenal. And like I said, I never thought we earlier it was bad. I just have my opinion about him. That's it. I think he's a very excellent wrestler. Same with Yoshihashi. I think he's a good wrestler. Do you think this is Tony Khan doing an exercise? Like, I'm going to pick a guy who doesn't have much personality, who seems like, you know, kind of a a journeyman, and I'm going to see if I can make him into a star. Maybe. Do you think think this is him legit doing an exercise? Yeah, you were like... And if so, like... Maybe, you know, it worked. You were saying before, like, why is this guy on TV so much? Was he even signed? Like, why is this guy getting so much TV time? He's on TV so much, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was his pet project, you know? What it I remember, um, I, I think it was a few months ago, but the first time that Yuta had a match with Mox, it was a squash. It was over yeah. 45 seconds. And yeah, like, he got wrecked. I mean, look, what a story they've told long term. I think it was right before he went on. Went to uh, rehab. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was and like, that, a, yeah. so it was like when he was getting like really brutal and whatnot. And he was like, yeah, he had that match. That heel turn. It was the match right before he left for rehab because he went to, because uh, he had was, that match I with Tess. Yeah. Vance. Was yeah, it was, the, yeah, was second, it was, yeah, was it was, one. yeah, it was him. And then it was 10. And then, yeah, then he and, went to rehab. Yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy. Like, I, I love this type of storytelling where you see like, in a really short period of time, this guy just make his rise where he's like, you know, he in his promo beforehand, he said, I'm a different wrestler than I was then. And mm-hmm. we 100 percent felt like that. And, yeah, you know, after the match, you know, he like the whole club's there and like they're just like staring him down. And he's just like, you know, just beat the shit out of me, like whatever. I- I'll take it on. And, you know, Regal extends the handshake and he joins them. And this is the perfect opportunity to really give this guy a character yeah he's got the ring work down he just needs a little bit of help with that look and like the way he carries himself and he that's what i was saying yeah someday he'll be made if he takes those next steps and and like i I loved how natural all that stuff was because he fucking when he when he shook the hand and stuff like that there was never like you're in or anything like that he just like the way he showed it was he wiped his face with the blood and fucking wrote BCC on his fucking chest. Yeah, that's uh, fucking awesome. Suggestion for n- new gear and character type. Uh-oh. Dangly earring, cut off jean jacket, and he starts <laughs> talking with a Philly accent. Oh. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe he gets a rat tail. <laughs> yeah, man, this is, you know, this is wrestling at its best. When you are seeing the development of these characters, pay off in the ring boy it was good mm-hmm. and we had our doubts and we've been chronicling that here but this is you know everybody can identify with this type of story because of the id because of the ego you can easily project yourself onto will or yuda and be like man if i was just given the fucking chance maybe it works that he had like such a blank slate of a character before honestly because you get honestly, you're right yeah you know what yeah fuck me for calling him a dork like you're right like maybe like that's you're the that's, dork. That's, that's by that's design. You. No, that's by design. So who's yeah. so who are we gonna see next in this spot? Uh, Red Velvet. I I don't know. You know, he, yeah. now that now that Tony knows he can do it, and we'll see what happens going forward. He could still shit the bed, but now that he knows that he can get this far with it, 
it is a matter of time before we start to see someone else get groomed and, and it Whoa. might become evident when we start seeing somebody plucked out of obscurity and all of a sudden they're on TV every week. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know about seeing someone get groomed. I don't, I don't know how well, legal that I is. Mean, okay, 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 okay. Because uh, <laughs> any joke I made is just not going to be fucking tasteful. So I'm, I'm, growing as, I'm growing as a person. I'm filtering. Uh, moving forward, we are going to have another uh, bonus episode this week. I know we had one last week, so we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, seems like a lot of you downloaded it, so thank you. We have an, another bonus episode coming up, and it will be our very first interview ever with somebody in the wrestling business. We will be interviewing Ruthless Lala, uh, an independent wrestler who's been around for a very long time, hard-hitting, a real fucking badass and uh, we can't wait to talk to her uh, on the show. So we're going to record that tomorrow. And we will have that bonus episode out later this week. So look forward to that. Um, this is going to be the very first of many, uh, hopefully. And uh, we want to do cool like content like that. So please look forward to that. We're very excited uh, to do our very first interview. I'm looking forward to talking to her. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah this will be, be fun. Boy, she hits hard. She's kind of... Um... An underground legend, if you will, and hasn't really got her props. And I think there's still time for that to happen for her because uh, she's she's made a lot of uh, she's made a lot of wrestlers, and uh, she's she's great. So yeah, I'm stoked to to pick her brain a little bit. So yes, thank you guys. Every uh, thank you everyone to, uh, for listening this week, and may your week be full of many monster props. Catch you guys later. Yes, sir. Adios.